0: of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. What is your name? It is probably just about the most basic question someone can ask us. It's among the first things We ask a stranger when we meet them for the first time. But when was the last time someone asked you the question, what does your name mean? Well, for most of us, that is a much more unusual question. In our culture, we typically choose names for our children based on the way they sound. you think it's... It's a pretty name. Or maybe because they belong to someone we admire. Like a grandparent, for instance. Or a historical figure. If we consider the meaning of a name at all, it is usually a pretty distant consideration. But in the Bible, and in the culture in which it was written... Names are very significant and the meanings of names are very significant. Names carry a meaning and they express identity. For example, Abraham means father of many. According to the promise God made to him. Isaac. Means laughter after his mother Sarah who laughed at the news that she would conceive. And the meaning of the name of the protagonist of the Book of Ruth means friend or companion expressing her fidelity and faithfulness to her mother-in-law, Naomi. And Naomi herself says, do not call me Naomi, which means pleasant. Call me Mara, which means bitter, because the Almighty has dealt quite bitterly with me. In the New Testament, St. Matthew's name, my namesake, means gift of Yahweh or gift of God. And they have been given to to him by Jesus when he was called as a disciple. Prior to his calling, he was named Levi. And St. Peter's name, of course, means rock. After Jesus, who said to him, upon this rock will I build my church. Prior to that time, he was known as Simon. Simon. In today's lesson from Genesis, we read about Jacob and how he came to be called Israel. A name that would eventually come to denote a land and a nation as well as the people of God itself. His former name, Jacob, you might recall, means supplanter. seizing the heel because he was born clutching the heel of his brother Esau we're told that the two brothers were struggling together in the womb for dominance each one seeking to be the firstborn kind of wrestling match the story of Jacob's life from From that moment on, from the moment of his birth forward, is one of struggle. He he continued to struggle with his brother Esau after their birth. Jacob was determined to have what belonged to his brother. First, he manipulated him into selling his birthright. Next, he stole his father's blessing out from him. The struggle with his brother was so great that Jacob had to flee for his life. Jacob also struggled to obtain his wife, Rachel. He traveled to a distant land. He worked seven years for her father, Laban, for her hand, only to be hoodwinked himself. Uh, Laban gave him Rachel's older sister Leah instead. And Jacob had to work another seven years to marry his beloved Rachel. He is rightly called the one who seizes the field. Because no matter what the obstacle, Jacob is tenacious. No matter how difficult the struggle, he will not give up. He will not let go until he has what he wants. He has struggled with his brother for his birthright, his father Isaac by way of subterfuge, his father-in-law Laban for his wife, and now, as our story begins, he is struggling for his life. It seems his trickery is finally catching up to him. his brother Esau, is on the way to meet him with an army. He sends his wives and his servants and all he has away, and he's left alone in the dark. Now, I imagine Jacob struggled mightily that night. Uh, Internally, that is. He struggled within himself. What was he going to do now? how was he going to maneuver his way out of this one? Was this the end? Should he try to make a break for it? Uh, he, he couldn't leave everything behind, not after he struggled so much to get to where he was at. How could he leave his wives, especially, especially his beloved Rachel? Esau would surely catch up to him eventually. And I imagine that Jacob struggled mightily in prayer that night as well. I imagine that he prayed more furiously than he ever prayed before. God had once visited him many years before when he was alone and forsaken. He appeared then in a dream. He promised to be with him. He showed him heaven's open door. He saw Angels. But where was God now that everything was coming crashing down upon his head? Jacob did more than struggle within himself internally, mentally, spiritually that night, however. No, more than that. More than that, he finds himself in an actual wrestling match with a mysterious stranger that appears. Out of nowhere. Have you ever been in a wrestling match? Even at play? Even a few minutes is absolutely exhausting. And yet these two struggle together all through the night. Until the break of day. Who was... Jacob's mysterious opponent. Was he a man? Was he an angel? Jacob makes it clear who he believes to be the one he has struggled with. He says, I have seen God face to face. God puts an end to their battle when he touches Jacob's hip and sets it out of joint. He forces Jacob, to confront his own frailty, his own limitations, his own brokenness. Until this time, Jacob had swaggered through life, relying on his own cunning and his own determination. But now, he was humble. His swagger was changed to a limp. He was made to confront and confess Who he had been. What is your name? God asked him. He answers that he is Jacob. The supplanter. The steamer. The deceiver. The one who grabs the heel. No more. Now he is Israel. For he is driven with God. And humans. And has prevailed. This is what it means to be Israel. To be God's chosen people. To be God's covenant partner. Struggle. Let's be honest. Everything you ever learned that was really worthwhile. Was the outcome of struggle. Wasn't it? The suffering, the doubt, the disappointment, the failure—it's all a part of our spiritual journey. Sometimes people act as if questioning, perplexity, and suffering were some kind of indication that all is not right in our relationship with God—that that He has abandoned us. But quite the opposite: to struggle is to see God face to face. Read up on the history of Israel and the Hebrew people sometime. It's not easy to be Israel. It hasn't been a walk in the park. It's not easy to be chosen by God. And now, should we expect any different as the people of the new covenant, as, as God's covenant, Jesus said, take up your cross and follow me. He doesn't promise smooth sailing. We struggle to keep our identity and our integrity in in a corrupt world. We struggle to put God first before everything that competes for our attention. We struggle against anger, against gluttony against lust, against pride, and all our wayward passions that lure us away from the love of God. We struggle against the devil and his lies, against discouragement, against cynicism. We struggle to trust God, even when it feels like the world is falling apart all around us. Now what if, In all the many struggles and trials we endure in this life, we saw the face of God. What if we saw them as his way of chastening us, of disciplining us, of teaching us to rely upon him, of humbling us, and changing us into someone stronger? This life of faith is a constant struggle. But the one who receives the blessing is the one who perseveres in the struggle and refuses to give up. The blessing of God arrives at the moment that we come to the end of ourselves. God allows us to struggle. But he also brings us to the moment of surrender. The name that Jacob receives at this moment of surrender, Israel, in Hebrew evokes the phrase struggle with God, or even God contends. We struggle to know and love God, we struggle to obey Him, but even more. God contends with us. He wrestles with us and we with Him. He struggles to rescue us from sin and to bring us into submission to Himself, to win our hearts and affection. This is what it means to be Israel. This is what it means to be the people of God. There is one name in the Bible. Uh, the meaning of which we have not yet discussed and this is the greatest name of all the name that is above everything and the name at which every knee must eventually bow the name of jesus before his birth an angel told his parents you shall call his name jesus because he will save them from their sins this is the meaning of the name Jesus God saves he is not only the one who we struggle to know to love and to obey to submit to he Jesus is also the one who struggles for us he is the one who pleads with us come Unto me all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He is the one whom Israel has resisted, has fought against, and prevailed. He is the one who was defeated at our hands and suffered death. And yet, it is through his very defeat that blessing has come to us. It is through his defeat that we are at last conquered and made new. He is the one who saves us from our sins. Brothers and sisters, we have struggled with God, and yet our life is preserved. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.